<laughs> I think we started around boy. Uh, PKN episode 129. Welcome to Trump's America. <laughs> uh, dude, Trump's America. I, uh, it's causing a lot of recording issues. It is. You know, the thing about Trump's America, I, I feel like what we've been getting is what he told us we were going to get. And we talked about this a hundred times during the election cycle, right? I think Kyle even described him as water at one point and said, you know, he will fit into whatever bucket uh, you want him to fit into. But now that he's elected, he's actually like he wasn't water all that time. He was really a thing. Uh, today, he's going to announce his Supreme Court justice. Guaranteed he's pro-life, right? He's been saying pro-life during the whole election cycle. Everyone he puts on the court is going to be pro-life. If that's not what you were looking for, dude, he told you that all along. Um, he did that seven-country ban, uh, and, and mm -hmm. it is kind of a Muslim ban. Uh, I thought he wasn't going to be able to pull that off. Apparently, he handed off to Giuliani, said, hey, find a way to make a Muslim ban legal. Giuliani came back, said, well, you know, we're really about security. And, and here's the thing. We're going to ban people from these seven Muslim countries. And uh, if they're a minority religion, Christian, then they're going to get special treatment and we'll let them in. Okay, then. He did a Muslim ban. Uh, the wall, you know, people are saying he's building the wall. He's not. Uh, the, what he needs is Congress to approve the budget for the wall. Really what he did is like, a, I, I heard a comedian describe it as a child making a wish list for Santa. You know, he, he signed an executive order, but there's no money behind it. So, uh, but he intends to, and his heart is exactly where he said it was going to be throughout the whole election cycle. Um, this is Trump's America, and to my surprise, there are no surprises. This is exactly what he said he'd do from the start. Pretty much. Um, I... I don't know if you can look at it as a Muslim ban because there's so many, you know, there's like they said, 46 other countries that are predominantly Muslim that aren't mm -hmm. banned. Like look at Indonesia. I mean, there's more. I, I think they're a very populous country full of Muslims. Um, it, it, what what they were saying is that it was their recommendations were based on danger, but of course there's a hypocrisy of you know Saudi Arabia not being on the list. Uh, but but that there's goes twofold. Yeah, uh, that goes twofold. When I hear those CNN commentators, they're like ah. He, he didn't put Saudi Arabia or, or, or this country or that. And they're like, so would you like him to? He's like, no, no, right. yeah. no country should be on the list. And they're like, well, you can't have it both ways. It's either that Trump is banning all Muslims or that Trump is be, is picking and choosing which countries he wants to ban and not banning the ones that are actually dangerous. Like, make up your mind. He's done something wrong, sure. Um, but I think it's honestly his implementation more than anything um, and he should have anticipated that the media is is just frothing at the mouth for anything and everything to make him look like Hitler or Stalin or whatever despot you want to imagine, you know, well, kicking people out of the country, controlling the borders. But that that, that momentary thing where there were people who had, um, you know, on, they were they were on mid flight or they had, um, you know, the correct paperwork. But, you know, the, the order falls, you know, and like catches them as they're passing through the doorway. In effect, you know, they're 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 all legal. But then this thing comes down and they're they're overnight or uh, two days maybe in the airports. Uh, that was that was a bad thing that shouldn't have happened. But it's not like the Japanese internment camps. It's not like there are people somewhere like starving behind a fence. Like, when are they going to let us out? They let them all go. <laughs> that number goes they're from hundreds out. to thousands when you count the people who never got on a plane. Right. Like I was scheduled to come back a week from now and I'm just fucked overseas. Like it gets a little 
bigger. I don't know how to calculate the ones who didn't get on a plane, but but yeah, sure, there are people I'm sure who were smart enough to be like, or, or well, they were turned away. You know, when you tried to get uh, to board that flight or you tried to get your passport stamped or whatever to go to the U.S., they were like, uh, no, this is a Yemenese passport mm-hmm. that won't fly, Buckaroo. On your way, like yeah. I just, just say there are people who are visiting their family for two weeks, and then overnight, oh yeah. you know, now they're like, oh well, fuck, they might even go to the airport. Is it one hundred and twenty like, days or ninety days? Like the period. I think it's ninety. They have I'm to not wait. Sure. I think and it's then even then, like I, read, I don't know that oh, it ends in ninety days. In ninety days, we just take a second look at it. And, and well, I, he he can extend it indefinitely. Like mm-hmm. like the president, they read the um the this, the the part of the Constitution that covers this. And it's it's very broad in the powers that it gives the Syria, president. Syria, I think, it, is indefinite. Well, uh, yes, yeah, Syri- Syrian Syria refugees indefinite. are indefinite for sure. And I mean, shit, There's, they probably should be. Like, a, it was a Syrian refugee who did who did uh, at least one of those terror attacks, wasn't it? In in Europe, I'm not positive. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. But uh, so, so there's this plaque. I think it's on Ellis Island or the Statue of Liberty or something. Right? Give us your tired, your poor, your humbled masses. Yada yada yada. And uh, like, so I'm asking myself, like, is it wrong to do a whole philosophy change on that thing, right? What if we changed it to, like, give us your highly educated, your give especially your skilled. You're, give you're us your strong. You're well, yes. The, you know, here's the elite. We are the Harvard of countries. We will take your <laughs> best of the best. And that's who's allowed to come into the new America. And, and you'll give us your, you know advanced degrees give us your strong give us your brave give us this that um highly skilled we'll take your actors and your artists and your engineers and uh you know i'm just like for man (laughs) well like i I just asking like they will be waiting 90 days (laughs) like people are like oh my god you know what he's doing is contrary to what's on the plaque at ellis island and i think like who wrote that plaque is it wrong though like is it french probably like and and are you entitled to it get in? It was an undercover uh, <laughs> like guy who snuck in off the boat and he, he yeah right chiseled that in Made so that sure. when the rest of his family was coming over <laughs> like well you just said what was on that, that thing like, yeah, yeah. That I mean picture I huddled masses is that really who we want to be bringing in like, no. like full full force and, and I and the more I learn it's about the current vetting language. process the more I learn about the current vetting process for refugees. It sounds like they're doing a very good job already. They're talking about a two-year period where they vet these people. That sounds pretty good. Uh, you'd have to be a real undercover agent, like a real Manchurian candidate, uh, to 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 get through all that. It it, it would it would seem. But then they then I heard a guy today bring up. I think it was a politician of some kind. I I lost in the in the discussion who he was because what he was suggesting was so comical and and ridiculous to me he was like let's just put an ankle bracelet a gps tracker on all these syrians then we know where they are all the time and i immediately leapt to like nazi germany putting the star of david on the jews you know and then they followed up like as soon as i had this picture in my head of those jews walking around those those stars of david on their on their on their coats and shirts and whatever in germany back in the day they said because Angela Merkel just has implemented a similar po- policy that's working great in Germany. And I was like, oh my God, the German? Like, like that's the hypocrisy of the global media, right? And Angela Merkel, the, the, the chancellor of Germany, is rounding up Syrian refugees and tagging them and putting GPS trackers on them that they can't remove like animals. But, but Hitler is right here and he's got blonde hair. Uh, Kyle, Nate, just two other times that Germany got out of control and tried to use like a union in Europe to impose their will. Just oh, twice. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you can't. Yeah, I don't, Kyle, 
I really think you're going <laughs> overboard here. Catch and release is humane, and there's nothing wrong with that. Tag and here. Catch, I don't see the point. <laughs> there's, there's, I like the catcher. There's going to be a lot of bad optics, as they call them, a, ba- a lot of bad stories. I like that, that term. Um, yeah, me too. Because because it's not really. Oftentimes, have you not heard it, optics. Taylor? Optics is there is the new term they use for trying to look good. You know, like if a if a press secretary goes out there and puts a spin on something, he's working on optics. Yeah. So, for example, if a Mexican illegal were to be like driving to the store to get his baby diapers he gets pulled over for a a taillight out they grab him nab him he's back in mexico before he can even contact his his wife she dies in labor her and the baby die and she was a u.s citizen those are bad optics for the trump uh, immigration plan if that were to happen obviously you'd say oh my god look at what we've done all we wanted to do was, you know, be safer and 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 help our economy by getting these non-taxpayers out or whatever your your so thing is. So they just is. like find a list of really sad anecdotes. And they're like, are you convinced yet? No. Well, we have more. Another I, one. I look back at um, the Obama administration and I'm like, you know what? Like, I feel like not having the the patience or a- aptitude for optics is one of the failings, right? Obamacare, people, all oh, they don't like it. No one really knows why they don't like it. Well, some people do, but. You know, by and large, it's it's blasted. People want it. It was it increased the rate of their premiums and so that's caused like their coverage not to get shitty. True, right? Like the, the rate of premiums increased at a slower rate than they did without it, and it's really difficult to compare Obamacare to like the alternate universe where there was never an Obamacare because premiums were skyrocketing out of control before it. And um, there's a, now apparently people like Obamacare more than they did when Obama was in office. They're having a hard time getting away with it. There's all that Trump Gret stuff going on around the internet. Like I voted for you. How dare you take away my Obamacare? How are you surprised, motherfucker? But anyway, um, if Obama, do you had actually worked- believe any of those? Like those fake troll accounts of people going, I voted for Trump and he's taking away my Obamacare. My the mom's going to die. It's like, the no, only this is just one I believe there's one guy be- out there writing that. And he's that Syrian guy whose whole family is being deported from Jersey right now. Who voted really? for Trump. Yeah, he, he's a little regretful. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> but uh, uh, Trump, Obama His didn't work on optics like, at all. <laughs> he, he never st- he never talked about the amount of people being covered. He never talked about the amount of people helped. Like it, they didn't focus on optics in the slightest. Whereas the Trump administration, I mean, I they've got Breitbart in charge, and they're working on optics every day. Go, go ahead. They they really tried to make Obamacare look good. I think they like they peddle that BS statistic of like twenty more twenty million eighteen million more people have coverage. It's like yeah, no shit. When you make a government mandated penalty mm-hmm. that you have to buy this or it's going to charge you up the ass, people buy your bullshit coverage that they're not going to use in the first place. You're I just charging it. huge sums of money to middle class people for the most part, lower middle class, uh, especially young healthy people, to pay large premiums on policies they're not going to use. You have a higher deductible, you have more copay than you did in your previous better, or at least me on my better plan before. For. And then you're basically subsidizing healthcare for the lower class, which is a good. You want people in the lower class to have healthcare, but mandating that huge swaths of the population have to buy this this coverage, you have to buy this, or you'll be taxed on your. Well, they, they, or you'll be the way you say it makes it sound like you had to buy Obamacare. You just had to you have did. health insurance. No, if you didn't buy, if you didn't have health insurance and you didn't get buy Obamacare, you got fined. Well, if you didn't buy Obamacare, you could buy some other health insurance. I don't have Obamacare. Yes, that's true. But I'm saying that the people that so like someone my age, you know, if I I, I want to be able to buy good health insurance, you can, and I can, but 
if I don't have that ability to, and I'm not making quite as much, I have to get Obamacare. And if, unless I have a catastrophic injury or something horrible, I'm not going to ever get, I'm never going to see anything of that. If you have an eye doctor or a dentist, you can usually pay for that out of pocket on your Mm -hmm. own. It, without it being inordinately, and you, it's not going to cover your dental anyway if you've got some bronze plan. Yeah, you know it's not, I mean? dental's not. You're not going to get if you're if you're paying for the plan that has dental on it. You're you probably don't have the money to come. Dental out of insurance for is it. bullshit. I don't even have dental insurance. It, have you ever had a root canal? Yeah, dental insurance stops at like fifteen hundred dollars. Like now it's twelve hundred. Yeah, so I'll pay twelve hundred. Like it doesn't get me anywhere. Like I hate paying hundreds of dollars a year for dental insurance. And you know, I guess that's true. You know, that, uh, unless some, unless you're playing sports and you might get your teeth knocked out once a year, you're you're absolutely right about if, that. If, it, if it's bad, like if you got some real dental emergency, you drove your motorcycle into a guardrail and all your teeth are gone. Well, that's major medical now. It's not like everything is just dental, like because it's involving your teeth and jaw. Yeah, that's a good point about dental. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. so but yeah, don't unless take you my had some sort of I'm condition. not an expert. Yeah, yeah. If you have a condition, like, like you know, there, there are people with issues where they, they, they have to go to their dentist right. often. They're born without treatments. enamel or something, and every yeah. dentist appointment is $600. Yeah, then, sure. then it's that a win guy. for them. But uh, for my family, like, I usually just pay out of pocket. It, it turns out my dentist offers a plan. They're like, you know, if you want to prepay a little, all your cleanings are free and everything else is 20% off. And it's like, oh, well, it's the cost of two cleanings, so I'll just do it. You know, like, yeah. it, it makes sense. But... Uh, Anyway, I've talked about Obamacare a hundred times. I love the idea of a mandated health care because if you don't mandate that people buy it, then they will irresponsibly just go to the emergency room and get their treatment and I'll pay for it. And, and that sucks. Yeah, uh, I, um, I, there I has wish... to be something there. I, I mean, you, you don't have to sell me on the idea what? that, well, the taxpayer is going to pick up the cost anyway when some uninsured fucker stumbles into the ER, right? They, yeah, so, they, so there has to be something. You talk I about see that. optics, right? Obamacare should have said Obamacare is a plan of personal responsibility, right? We had all these uninsured fucks who would just waltz in or roll in, I guess, to the, the emergency room, get their treatment, and then say, ah, sorry, don't have any money, fuck off. That was the previous plan. That's what we had before Obamacare. People would just roll in and then say fuck off after they got their treatment. Yeah, then we you're said, absolutely right. If he'd sold it that way, like if he'd, it, there are a lot of Americans who aren't paying their fair share. Right. They're stumbling into our ERs across this country. And you know who picks up the, we always hear about the overpriced, overpriced Q-tip, the overpriced bandage. It's overpriced because of those people. With this new law, those people have to get insured. So each and every American will pay the same and, and they'll have the same responsibility. The problem is those poor people don't have to pay into it anyway. Right? Or they pay they, a reduced like they amount. Up, I get that. I know they're not paying their fair share. It's just, but it's not even close. You know, it's it's like paying in a few hundred dollars into tens of thousands of cost in the in the end. It's like one percent of the thing. It it just doesn't and work. For and oftentimes like that. There's somebody else who's putting way more in than they will ever get out of it. And I hate to say it, but as Americans especially, there is a, a large number of obese people who have extreme medical expenses that they've brought onto themselves. And it just seems wrong. Uh, Bill, watch Bill Burr's part of his special where he talks okay. about the fat people to, and personal responsibility and how fat people have no concept of the sacrifice and the effort that's put into not being like them. 
right? Like, <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah. and he, he goes into that uh, for a while. But, but that's Those Nashville fans that, were not having any fat bashing. They, they liked their biscuits and gravy. In I was just thinking biscuits and gravy. Yeah, yeah that's, they, they didn't like his Michael Jackson talk. They, it, was a, it was a rough crowd to film a special on, I thought. But it, it, to me, I, was, I just ignored the fucking crowd and just enjoyed him because I thought it was hilarious. I, I liked it. It's, you know, he's had like, I, there are three of them, I think, that are like top tier that he's done back, back when he had hair. You know, like like you people are all the same. Uh, that's one of them. Um, I can't recall the name of the other two specials, but you know his earlier specials. I like all of those. I feel like they're all just. I, I like oftentimes when I meet a new person uh, and we've got Netflix there, I'm like, do you know who Bill Burr is? And I'm always hoping they don't, so I can just fucking roll out three hours of entertainment that they're gonna love. To, you know, and, and this fits right in there. There's four hours of Bill Burr entertainment now that that people are gonna love. I feel like today on yep. the podcast he was talking about his wife. And he was talking about how amazing she is, how she takes an interest, and how like she has this energy and passion and drive. On the Joe about Rogan her. one, or on yeah, his? Uh, this is the Joe oh. Rogan podcast. And uh, and I was like, fuck, he really likes her. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we would get some amazing content if they would divorce. They would it'd be the show to end all shows. Bill Burr <laughs> going through to like family court. They have a kid now. They have a kid now. They got a kid now, so it would be very sad. <laughs> oh, it would be sad, but so funny. So he would knock it out of the park if it like because he's like the men's rights kind of comedian. Like no one else yeah. really talks about like they're too nice almost to, to, to portray that even they Louis C.K. Louis C.K. went through a divorce that seemed pretty rough on him without ever saying a harsh word about his wife or the family Probably courts or any of that it listen to Opie and Anthony and you will realize that that is he really <laughs> tore into his ex-wife on ONA Louis C.K. Did. oh did he yeah well, there's I a couple I don't, I don't like quote to. me on that because I don't know if that's the same woman I'm thinking about that he was talking about okay. but it was like did he get divorced like ten years ago or something? Sounds like it was right a it was a long yeah. time ago, right? It was funny. Well, I he, just yeah. He's got he's got a. I'm not spoiling the joke, but 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 he has this joke about having a dream, and it's some real fucked up shit in the dream. And he <gasps> wakes up out of bed, he bolts up, oh my god! And his wife's like, what? What? He's like, I just had the worst dream of my entire life. She goes, was it about me? He's like, no, you self-centered fuck. Not everything <laughs> is about you. Not everything is about you. This is me. <laughs> like, like, I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, funny. he does the men's rights stuff. I find it super funny. But uh, I guess it's good that he loves his wife and kid. Boring. Yeah, for now. I don't even think of it as a rights thing as much as he he does a good job skewering lots of different groups of people that usually kind of slide under the radar because the comedian's too afraid like oh what if i don't say it right and people get upset and he just kind of goes the whatever fuck it it'll work out if it's funny it's funny and people appreciate it he's got this one routine about women arguing in particular he's like i figured out what they do i figured it out and we're turning this franchise around and and he, oh he's so funny he kills I've it i caught and, women doing that and i've been like wait 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 that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> what we're talking about is this thing over here, and in that regard, I'm right. Don't you be going over there to Kyle's wrong town. That's I'm not going. Kyle's wrong town. Population you, not me. I'm over here. Kyle's right town. Yeah, I mean, you're coming over. You know? <laughs> this is the Can't good let part of the subject up on you and go over to some other shit. Confuse uh, you. You start trying to defend that other thing they threw out in the middle of your car instead of swerving around and staying right on. On fucking 
It's the pocket sand equivalent of argument. Where it's, ah! Oh, what were we talking about? It doesn't matter. You know, on to something else. Yeah, I guess you're right. We're going to do have it hard. Ah! Yeah. I've caught Jackie doing that, too. But I never steer her back into Woody's right town in a way that, like, you know, really makes her say, ah... You're right about this. You know, I was wrong to change the topic, and on the previous topic, I was wrong there too. They, they never go down that way. I, no, uh, probably yeah. not. I, I I try to lock it down right there. Be like, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about this thing, and in regards to that, this is how I want to do it. And 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 explain to me why it should be any other any other way. And, and if you do it like that, they're fucked. I'm a bad person. I just steamroller. I'll be like, oh, now you're talking about this. How are you talking about that? Because I thought we were talking about this other thing over here. Go on for oh, like 40 hit, seconds like, of that. The... Oh, okay. No, I don't actually. Hit Different it. thing. Oh. <laughs> I just steamroll the conversation to like, you know, obviously and painfully point out like the tactic and how, how clear it is that she's wrong. And it's never like, you know, it, it's not good. It's not, the, it's not the way that debate should be handled in a marriage. Never, go, never explain how your trap works to your prey after they've fallen into it. <laughs> you, you want them to just keep wandering about. You know, I, next time you're in that discussion, maybe you notice again, oh, yep, another derivation. I've won. I already know I've won. And then you go in with confidence, you I, know? But now she's going to be careful. But the win is like, you know whatever having sex afterwards like that's the win right the win isn't her admitting that she's wrong or the topic at hand whatever it is it's never anything important the the win is like us both being happy yeah, at the end of the, it yeah the, the real win is just getting that cumulative mood back up yes right? yeah and, and steamrolling her about her arguing tactics never like guides us towards my actual no win. no yeah. nobody's ever like you know what i recognize that as a as a fault, and I'm going to continue to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. That's not it. I hope it. you'll be there to give me strength during this uh, th this time in my life where I try to make myself a better person. I'm counting yeah. on you. <laughs> it's about time yeah. I fucked up. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackie does so much work now all the time, and uh, her mother's here, who she refers to as the patient. And uh, uh, it's my new tactic has just been to do something every day I can point to. Like trim had fallen off like the porch in front of our house. So I nailed it back in place. Took me like two minutes. And uh, it's like, that's what I, I don't act like I'm not carrying my weight too. <laughs> I imagine you being like Hank Hill when he was organizing his enormous workshop when he took a, you know, he was forced to take time off of the propane store because he's like, Hank, you've never taken any time off of work ever. Please. You need to take a vacation. He's like, I don't need a vacation. And they just, they decide that, send him off on one and he starts organizing and he gets everything perfect like on day one and so he just tips over a little can of nails for no <laughs> three fall out just to be like oh better pick that up again and because he's just <laughs> manufacturing something to do because he's so fucking bored and that's what i imagine where you're like you know are these lawnmowers clean uh, yeah yeah they're pretty spotless actually uh, i mean what if somebody spilled paint on them that'd be a shame you know <laughs> clean that up. Uh. Uh, there's always more I could do, but I, I like now that like every day I've got some sort of forward progress, usually on the house or property that I can point to and be like, yeah, you know, she's not fussing. She likes it. She's good. I saw that uh, Khabib has a fight uh, coming up. Is, is it with it, Ferguson? It is with Ferguson. Mm -hmm. uh, Ferguson's on a nice win streak. Khabib is like undefeated, I think, like 23-0 and 0 or some shit like that. I like watching his training uh, videos because it, it – 
you really start to buy into Habib as being some kind of a Russian Superman, and, and I, 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 he just seems so tough. He just seems so hard fucking core. I, I watched this video earlier, and he's like in the Dagestan mountains with like eight other guys who are all hard as fuck, and they're in like shorts and tees, like doing these workouts with rocks, lifting the rocks over their heads, and doing all these weird Russian calisthenics that look awful, and just do, just pounding out chin-ups like as fast as he can, at altitude, of course. Rocky five shit. Rocky five shit. They're running on mountains. They're just, and, and when they run, it's just, it's not a jog. They're not doing 5K. Like, like no, they're sprinting with you everything You know, the camera turns off and they're like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. There was definitely some coordination because like the whole crew is like, like working out. Like they're all doing a different awful exercise independent from one another. They get the rock above their head, like doing these, mm -hmm. like just, just moving it around. They're, they're, Have it, you it seen BJ Penn do his underwater training? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, uh, I, I like that. For people that haven't, he'll grab a heavy rock. I, I don't even know. It'd be a rock so heavy that I'm not sure I could lift it, but it's underwater. So he'll like swim down eight feet, grab the rock, and do wind sprints on the sand underwater. Come up again, take a breath, go down, grab the rock, and do more underwater wind sprints. And uh, it's just like, that looks really tiring. I don't know. Yeah. Well, of course, the videos are all 15 seconds long, so you don't know how long he's doing it. But the implication right, get is... get him out! Get yeah, him out! The implication fish, is that's how he spends his out. afternoons. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy, but yeah. That's that, but the, the thing that they keep like touting with uh, Habib is that you know he's a he's a he's a Muslim guy, so he has no distractions that are vices. Um, mm. You know, and his his whole regimen has been militaristic and uh, and and pointed toward combat, like since childhood, like he's a Spartan warrior or something. But does he have um, impressive wins? Here's the thing that happens with these undefeated fighters. You're that like last Michael Johnson fight was a whooping. Uh, yes. Okay. So the last Michael Johnson fight was really good. I wish he finished. Did he finish it in the third? Right, so I felt like he was torturing Michael uh, Michael Johnson so he could get more t uh, like FaceTime with Dana White because he was close to the cage. <laughs> I, I hear you, and you might be right. I think that, though, is the most flattering way to look at it. Uh, another way to look at it is when he's on top of these guys, kicking their ass and dominating them, doesn't do a lot of damage, right? So you know, he, he was punching him in the head for 12 minutes or something before Michael Johnson had enough. That's a lot. And, and who else has he beat? Khabib. I do not know. I need um, to look it up. I had to open my browser. He's gonna have to wait a while to get to get it, Connor. But I think if he wins this next fight, especially if he wins it impressively, um, it, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be the fight that that more and more people are calling for. Of course, you got the Connor Mayweather stuff still just spinning in place. M Mayweather wanting like I think Mayweather wants like a hundred million fucking dollars or something oh. like that. Um, I heard someone say something about how much more plus. does he like at that point? How are you not just fighting entirely for your legacy? So you on, know, like the, he has so much money. I want to get back to Khabib's record. So he beat Michael Johnson, sure. who's awesome, and he beat him in the third round. It was halfway through the third. And then he beat Rafael Dos Anjos. That was right before RDA became, like, super RDA. He went on a run after that loss. And then everyone else, like Pat Healy, Abel Trujillo, uh, Tiago Tavares is good, but that guy was not on top of the They have Gleason that record Tabo. in MMA, though. Yes. Yes, you're right. You're right. And, and um, I'm looking at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of these fights were in the UFC. Everyone in the UFC is good, right? Uh, I'll grab Connor right, and, and say, you know, here's the best fighter in the UFC at the moment. Whatever. Um, does have two belts. He's pretty impressive. Let's just roll with it. If I gave him eight guys to fight in a row, 
he might drop one. It happens. Like, like all these fighters are good. And, but just the same, like whenever these guys have like a 24 and record, it's like, it's never 24 Connors, Pettis's, sure. you know, yeah. et cetera. I want to see it though. Um, but I, I'm hoping that Mayweather fight uh, happens. Who knows what to believe as Dude. far as that goes. It's hard um, to know how much rank like uh, the record means in MMA a lot of the time because mm-hmm. it seems like like as a casual viewer, like I will go in and I'll see like on every card it seems like I'll pick somebody and look him up and be like, holy shit, this guy's twelve and O. Like he's gonna kick this guy's ass. I check the other guy and he's like, oh, seventeen and one. I don't know. <laughs> Who are these people fighting? Where are all these? Where is the you losers? Know, you know, there's a whole bunch Vladislav of who's one and 130 and he's just that guy where they're like, Vlad, we need you in the ring. He's like, how much you pay? 200 at this point. Not a lot of worth in your win. You know? And, and then there's Vlad the is opposite. A potatoes. They're like these absolute <laughs> legends like BJ Penn and Randy Couture viewed as some of the best guys ever. And their record is like 16 and eight. It's like, that's a lot of like, but, but, but like, that's what I was meaning. Monsters. Like, yeah. You can see someone who's like 30 and five, Mm-hmm. And maybe that record is actually more impressive than someone who's like 40 and 0. Right. If you actually go through and you look at For the sure. fights and you're like, oh, okay. I don't know. It's just, it's because it's one on one. It's so, they like you were compare. talking about MMA math, you know, where you try and be like, oh, well, the Capitals beat the Penguins and the Penguins beat the Blue Jackets. So the Blue Jackets are going to beat the Capitals or whatever. Right. And that just, if it doesn't work in other sports hardly, but it kind of does. But in MMA, it doesn't seem like it would at all. Not even a little I bit. I agree. Such a small mistake can end the whole fucking game in MMA. You know, you could you can go out uh, in the NFL and you could immediately get scored on and be like, oh, let's hope Brady and True can recover from that early sting and and get things moving along. It's like, no, it's it's over. That early sting knocked Connor out. Like now, now he has a concussion. Like you know, he's not wearing a helmet. It, it's what, four. Is, is it the four most ounce gloves or six ounces? It's four, right? Four. It's yeah, the most nothing. Four sport by like a big margin. The like most what sport? Like, Hardcore. MMA is the most margins for error are, are non-existent. You know, you, you see all the different ways that people get finished in the in the octagon. You know, people get people get tapped to weird chokes. People get tapped to to, to squeezes. You know, they, they, get upset. I get sad for them when I watch because you know, like the guy who goes out there and like they're they're jumping up and down, they're getting hyped or doing what you guys are saying where they're like. <sighs> like do like mm-hmm. skipping around like trying to like jingle songs in their head to get their heart rate down and then sometimes like four seconds in they're like oh he's coming in oh and he dodges right into an a flying right superman hook and he's just oh nose broken on the ground and then you see the guy like kind of start to come to and you in his eyes you can see the moment where he's like my last t- year of life has been a waste of time i've wasted you see a good one that's like that but, if you, if you want to see no, that exact thing uh, it's on UFC, uh, the app or whatever, the fight night thing. It's one of their yes. like premier fights. It's Joe Lozon versus Diego Sanchez. Diego comes oh. out and he's going, ah, ah, I'm a nightmare. And Joe <laughs> whips his ass real quick. And, and Diego is crying. He's got tears in his eyes when, you know, they're about to raise his hand there. I think it was Herb Dean at that fight. And, 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 and you know, Herb's holding both their hands. It's a TKO uh, win for Joe. And there's tears in Diego's eyes. And the camera, like, closes in on his face. And he just goes, Dude, it it's I've got so much sad no waiting. Bueno. It is the it, first of all, UFC is the win loss business, and there's, there's <laughs> no, bueno. no other fight. There's no other there's no other sport there. Like the loser is such a loser, and it's all over the place. Like it, it's 
partly there's no team to hide behind, right? No one has a good game and still lost like they can in hockey or football. And then it's embarrassing. There's a certain amount of like, this guy just kicked your ass. I don't know how many fights you guys have been in, but it's embarrassing to lose a fight. And and there it is in front of everybody. It's, I don't know, it, it, half the people that go into that thing lose. And that's a really big deal. You're going to see a lot more draws it's on the like, new that's, rules. That's like the... the in other sports, that's like the line that you take it to. If you're mad that you lost, you'll be like, God, that sucks. Well, but Crosby's such a pussy. I could beat his ass if I wanted to. And like like you move that, the goalpost. But in fighting, it's like, well, shit. Like I'm probably, I bet I could beat him in chess, maybe. I don't know how smart Dude, he is. Dude, that's an interesting like, thing about the McGregor-Mayweather fight. Rogan was saying this, and it opened my eyes. I know what you're going to say. Conor McGregor I- can kick Mayweather's ass without a doubt. Nobody questions this. In, in boxing? It, that's the thing. In, in, in fighting. In yeah. fighting, right? Like, so he's, he's like, I'm not even going to fight this guy. We're going to do some really protected sort of dance where there's no kicking, no takedowns, no this, the no that. On we're going to be putting pads on our hands and we're going to pretend to fight with arms only. If you take away, he's like, fuck the UFC, fuck MMA, fuck boxing, fuck everything. I meet this guy in a street corner. I kick his ass. It's my easiest fight of the career. And you think about it and you're like, holy fuck, that's true. That's true. Conor McGregor can kick Mayweather's ass and, and it will be the easiest fight of his career. Mayweather doesn't go against anybody else who can kick his ass, right? Mayweather's used to going up against other boxers. If you were to put them in a street fight, they would do boxing, right? But Conor is decided to remove 80% of his weapons and see how he can fare. And that's interesting to me. Like, that's cool. But make no mistake, Connor can kick his ass. I would love it if, like, let's say they do a 10-round fight, like a real boxing thing, and eight rounds in, it becomes obvious that McGregor's down by six rounds and he's kind of fucked. If he says, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to kick his ass. And he just like <laughs> takes him down and like I'll fucking Kaboras him or fucking rear naked chokes him. I don't give a fuck how he wins. But he decides, you know what? I lost the fight. I'll give you that. But I kicked your ass yeah. because I don't like that. That would be on the cover. Boy, I'll bet you any amount of money. You've never been like... kicked in the head, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. The cover <laughs> Sports Illustrated would be like. harder than a punch, eh? <laughs> I don't like know. Connor, make, Connor makes Mayweather pay. <laughs> you know, in, yeah. in, in, in his life. And it would be Connor with, with Mayweather in a rear naked choke. And he'd be going, <laughs> And Mayweather would be just like. Yeah. Mayweather doesn't know how to defend a rear naked choke. And I don't know if you've ever been kicked before. You but can't with gloves. I think he can. Yeah. Dude, dude you, No, with the big boxing gloves. Yeah, he'd be like pawing at it. Oh, oh, defend it. I'm sorry. I thought you meant yeah. uh, place it. Oh, you um, still do. No, it. I'm, I'm with you. It would be very hard to defend with big boxing gloves on. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, the, the, the fight Mayweather-Connor, I'm losing it. But, dude, that would be so interesting. And, it's, it, and there's a so, mental advantage that's not there because McGregor knows. And everybody knows. Everyone in the audience, everyone in the fight game, everyone in the world knows McGregor would kick Mayweather's ass. It'd be an easy day at work. Oh, I was going to say those kicks, man. If you've never been kicked, they're like, it's a lot to look for. I swear, when you watch people fight, it seems really obvious. I've talked about accuracy and how great I am at passing the salt and things like that, but it turned out it didn't translate. Kicking, it's like there's a blind spot. They have you put your hands up like this so you don't get punched in the head you know by stuff you didn't see coming and i'm like how do people see with this shit going on here like you're, you're really putting on the horse blinders 
and they uh, say that, and, and they hammer it in your head with like any kind of boxing or any kind of Muay Thai training. But I watch those fighters, and they got the, they got them down here. They're looking around. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. wanting to see stuff happen. Mayweather, he puts one hand up and one shoulder up, and that's how he does oh, it. Oh, boxing, and, sure. Yeah. And uh, and there's a couple. I think that's they call it like a Philadelphia style or something like that. But a couple of these guys from the Northeast, they use their shoulder to protect one side of their jaw and their hand for the other, and and they can see. But uh, if you're, you know, if, if you're like a regular person, they all tell you, like, you're not Mayweather. Put your hands up, stupid. So uh, answer the phone or ain't no one going to be home. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's good. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> answer the phone or Probably no one's going to be home. <laughs> yeah, that's like, what they tell me. In, in an actual boxing match, if they're boxing, does Mayweather beat him by a little bit or does he just manhandle? McGregor. You know, they say a lot. They say Mayweather just demolishes Connor in boxing. Although recently, and it might just be me buying into the hype machine, they're like, hey, we'll see. You know, they talked to Connor about it in his $5 pay per view. And he's like, yeah, they're all laughing at me. They've been laughing at me my whole career. They all laughed at me when I said I'd be a two belt champion in the UFC. They laughed at me when I said I'd be a champ in the UFC. They laughed at me when they said an Irishman could compete in the UFC because there really weren't any that I know of. Um, you know, he's like, now they're laughing at me that I can't beat Mayweather. He said it motivates him. That's a little bit of contrived, um, like, hurdles to get over. Oh, they said an Irishman could never fight in the UFC. It's like, no, they didn't. <laughs> they were just like, like, some Irish guy came over and he's like, hey, can I fight in the UFC? And they're like, sorry, Seamus, you're just not that good at this. <laughs> and then Connor came over, hey, can I fight in the UFC? And they go, oh, sure. and they're also Irish. And they go, yeah, you can too. You can for sure fight in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing, though, like... um in America, there's like a big base of wrestling that happens here. So there are tons of people who've been wrestling since they were six years old. And then jujitsu is very popular here, even more popular in Brazil. So there's like a big, like, like people are going into the UFC with 12 years of jujitsu experience now. In Ireland, like that wasn't a thing. It was just boxing. And, uh, you know, so the idea that an Irishman would be well-rounded enough, would have the takedown defense to handle these American wrestlers was... Uh, surprising you know like wrestling that was the thing where like some wrestlers would get made fun of in high school for like oh that's so gay you're wearing a leotard and rolling around with a bunch of men but like even like like they never got fucked with ever because for one like if you did like if there was a little like 115 wrestler that i could beat up i don't want mr 185 (laughs) walking down the hall at me frustrated that i beat Uh up his little buddy but those guys, like they, they never get picked on like it's understood even with like football players hockey players everyone it's like yeah don't fuck with a wrestler because you have like the image in your head of what a fight looks like and then you realize real quick oh i'm on the ground i didn't even see this coming yeah. Yeah. that guy gets in like a ro- like a wrestling stance you're like whoa whoa what are you doing buddy yeah. <laughs> like, like well what are you doing down there <laughs> he starts coming at you hooking fucking legs yeah. and stuff or ankles like, right they're whoa. doing like toe picks and ankle picks and shit you're like i can't what no 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 like why are you so low this is trying to like <laughs> throw some arm punches down and the next thing you know you're flying head over heels through the air like Randy that sounds Couture like a terrifying thing was this i think he was an olympic wrestler he's not a definitely world championship and he went up against james tony who was like one of the i'm gonna make up a number top 25 heavyweights ever to exist and uh he fought Randy Couture. Randy Couture did this ankle pick. He did a takedown on him. Randy's nose was like six inches off the ground. He like dove in, did some sort of, I don't know, snake like wiggle across the ground, pulled his toe in the air. And now James is on his back and he doesn't know what he's doing. It's, and if you're Randy, you're like, ah, good move. Good move. I like that from Randy. Cause if he had gone in like a waist level or something, 
Tony might have an uppercut waiting for him. But he attacked that guy from ankle to knee. And, uh, you know. Those are some of the worst fucking, like, like when a guy's going for a, a takedown, when he's shooting, uh, when he's going for a double leg or something, and he's, he's basically, you know, right off the, the, the mat, and he catches a knee that's perfectly timed because the other guy's been waiting on him to shoot again. Those are concussive. That's, you can't you know, even be mad at the, the guy knee. for like throwing the knee because it's like you forced his hand. You were diving. Yeah, you're at both his going in the same direction. I like that when I see that in a fight, or when I see like a guy who's timing the other guy's kicks. Like the guy's been fucking kicking him all match, and then finally that high kick comes again, and he fucking trips the guy and is immediately on top of him, dropping elbows. I'm like, oh, he's this, he's loving this right now. This is what he's been waiting on. This is Kick the shit, this, you motherfucker. Elite wrestlers do. This is Yo Romero. He's gonna be fighting Bisping oh. soon at 185. <laughs> Look at him take this guy down that's great it's like he's a very slick maneuver he just reaches down grabs his foot and tosses him on his like and he doesn't even like if you watch it he's not even like using a bunch of effort to toss the guy he's just pulling him the perfect amount of distance to force that dude to like hop step and then when the dude hop steps he just yeah he he probably watched that guy be on his rear foot like throughout most of the fight and was like, oh, that guy's slightly leaning back already. He's totally vulnerable to this. And, uh, and yeah, he just, he picks him up, drops him on the back like a child. If I was wrestling Colin, it would go like this. Yeah. Whoops. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happened? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, I just got this. I, this just doesn't look like fun at all. Like, <laughs> I don't know why people You're got the guy into doing it. Yeah, I think y'all's like, yeah, having a good time. Like to be in, to stuff. be in the driver's seat of that guy who just whoop like did that to another professional fighter, a fucking killer, and made him look a fool. And then I'm guessing dropped some bombs on him right after. I don't know if that won the fight or or, or what happened right after that, but that's got to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I would guess, yeah, man. That's fair. I, so, uh, dude, remember when um, last time Connor won? I was on target with this. I was like, the next big fight Connor has is with the UFC, right? That's what we're going to see next. The thing is, I thought I would really enjoy it. I, I thought it, like, it was going to be cool to watch the back and forth. I enjoy business negotiations and, and especially this super high stake stuff. And Dana's great at it, and Connor seems to have people that are very good at it. I'm not liking it at all. I, yeah, I, it's, I, it's that. So. This is different than most negotiations because Connor's talking about going to do another sport. So his contract doesn't fucking matter. Uh, it, it, UFC can't, you know, Brandon That's in doubt, Schwab but I hear you. Brandon Schwab, Schwab brought that up. He's like, hey, I'm retired, but if I try to go fight anywhere, the UFC is going to go, uh-uh-uh, you got three more fights right here. Your contract is frozen in perpetuity. That's how this shit works. Mm-hmm. And so... But but this is Connor going to box. It's a whole other sport. He might as well, you know, they're not going to mess with his tennis rivalry with, you know, Serena Williams next year either. You and, know, if, we, if they, they just can't say anything. And so what Connor wants to do is what Floyd has done. And I, I don't like Floyd. There are two things that I do like about him, though. I like when he gambles because that's that's cool to me because he gambles with huge amounts of money. He'll bet. Okay. He, he bet like 25 grand on Clemson the other day and ended up walking away with like almost 60 because because they won. Um, I like that about him. God, that must be awesome to have that much money that just on a lark, like you don't tell people the all 10 times that you do that throughout the year. Like, yeah, 30,000 on that 30,000 on that. You just like tweet the one where it's like 30 grand on clamps and walking home at 70. How you like Tweets me now? The bets beforehand, man. And he loses sometimes. Oh. He didn't give a fuck. He, it, it's his, his Instagram is entertaining. Cause he'll do audacious shit. Like Dan Bilzerian will, will do some stuff, but Floyd will like burn some money to make some stuff happen. Dan will like, all right, what's that going to cost? 
eight thousand. All right. Well, yeah, that's that that's a good investment. But Floyd just like fuck it. Like, like, <laughs> just Floyd's just like uh, gifts and emojis and pictures because he can't read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of smiley faces on that guy's account. You know? <laughs> a lot of boxing glove emojis. Like like, like it's just it's like an Irish flag and a punching and a punching thing going at it. Like that's his. That's his Is that a real thing? Mind. No, no it could read. be. It's a real thing that he can't read. I, and those yeah. is that actually true though? Like for real? Yeah, it's actually yeah. true. Fucking, fucking. They, they, so here's what happened. They, he went into when you Just go into learn to read. When you go into radio interviews, like you go to Stern Show or any big show, they ask you to do um, to record like uh, like like call signs for. You're watching KH101, and they're the greatest yeah. hits this side of the Dixie. The Howard Stern Show with Jerry Delafonte, and 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 he's trying to read this script. And, and he can't read. And he's stuttering over and making himself look like a goddamn fool. And they took that recording and they released it because he was a dick to him. And 50 Cent gets a hold of it. And 50 Cent's like reading the the case. He's like, I'll give you. He's like, look here, player. I'll give you $100,000. All you got to do is read the cat in the hat. <laughs> here, I'll start it out for you. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them. Sam, I am. All right, now you finish. Motherfucker. <laughs> Oh shit, that's worse that like Floyd could have been like, I'll whoop your ass, you know, I'll beat you up. I don't care how many times you've been shot, you're about to get knocked out. And he's like, You can't read, bitch. You can't read words. You're Charlie from fucking It's Always Sunny. You're like writing in like pentagram and uh and symbols and emojis. To not be able to read and have all that money. Like it's it's He reads like really poorly. The Sullivan Learning Center. Get Rosetta Stone. The sky is the limit. It, but you tried English and it didn't pan out. And they try Spanish. You're right, but uh, you know he spends his whole life a king of his castle, right? All his friends are on the payroll. They all kiss his ass constantly. For him to put himself in that position where you know, of, of lack of dignity, where he's reading Cat in the Hat like a child, it, it would oh, like it be a step sure. down for him. Like I just mean like in his own head. Like I, I'm just thinking from my perspective. That, if I didn't, yeah. if I if I suddenly wasn't able to read, my quality of life would would drop off so dramatically. You, yeah, yeah. Just, it would drop off bigly. a huge amount. Yeah, bigly. And <laughs> I just think that, like, good God, dude, like, don't you see? Just learn to read. You've already got all the money in the world. If you could read, now sky's the limit. By the way, it's really hard for him too. Like, you know, you're not asking true. him yeah. to like cut his mile time, which you know maybe is something that he would like really latch on to you're asking him to face his worst demon yeah you know he should have lied instead he was dyslexic and just got right out of all that be a little bit like man it's hard for me to yes. even make out what's on oh. to know those like, if you can't read and then he like donates 20 grand to the dyslexia center of america or whatever the fuck and makes 50 cent look like a jerk yeah and know? all of a sudden if you're making fun of him you're making fun of uh you know dyslexia someone with children. a disability that's yeah. what the diaz brothers have like like, like oh yeah foundation the left that fucked up speech pattern thing the Diaz's do you know like they're not I, I I don't see them as disabled people I see them as people who kind of freeze up on the mic and uh is suddenly they've turned it into like well I have a speaking disorder you're really making fun of a handicapped person and people will leap to their defense constantly and uh that's just how that's how it goes but, yeah, so, so but the, those are the things holding him back. So, so not only is it a different sport, so the UFC mm -hmm. is kind of doesn't have a really uh, a fire in the poker or, or, that's, or, a, or um, a fire poker, poker in the fire. A poker in the that's fire, under debate, by the way. The UFC would tell you that you're wrong. I don't it know is under right. debate, but, I, but I'm confident that Connor's lawyers 
uh, will be able to uh, get him right on through that. It it just seems like a different fucking sport, you know. I guess it depends on the wording of these UFC contract. Maybe I don't if it fully said combat the sports, Ali Act or, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe if it just said combat sports, but I got a feeling it says mixed martial arts, not the sport of boxing, which is its own thing, as you know. So, like, I think he's going to be free and clear, and he doesn't want the UFC in this. He doesn't need them. He doesn't want to split the pie with them. He wants, he's got Conor McGregor promotions now, right? His own promotion thing. And that's what the other thing I was going to say that I like about Floyd, besides his gambling, is that he immediately said, I'm not going to be a Tyson. I'm not going to be an Ali. There's not going to be some guy back there pulling my strings and making me dance for, for his show. I'm not going to go perform in someone else's circus. I'm the ringmaster. I collect the tickets. I collect the money. I, I dance with the elephant. I jump through the hoops. I'm the fucking show. So why should there be anybody else? And he gets this massive cut of the, the profits because he's promoting the thing and he's putting on the show. He's the one who rents out the building that they fight in. You know, it's it's amazing that he put that all together because I don't think Mayweather actually as an has illiterate many, man. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he has any management skills. There must be somebody, I presume, very trustworthy in his world who's running this business for him. I don't. And but that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, like. Like you, you said, oh, you know, he's got Mayweather Productions. Well, shit, I could fire up Woodworth Productions in six days. And yeah, but he's got employees. And he's yeah, like but my business would going. be shit. It'd be empty. It'd be name only, right? He has something that actually works. Connor fired up McGregor Productions. I think that's what it's called. And, uh, you know, but, but what is it exactly? He's not prepared to run a pay-per-view event. Like he just started an LC or whatever it is he started. I think when you're as big as him, like the the show comes to you. I feel like he, the, 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 there's like people calling his representation, his agent being like, "Look, I'm Max Steinberg, and you know I represent the mm-hmm. the Jimmy Ferrelli brothers, and and we rent out arenas all over the country, and we promote shows, and we have this many like social media plugs, and we have this much like radio, and this is how we put on a show. Like you hire us, and he's like, oh, I like how you do things. I'm gonna copy you." I don't want to hire you. I'm going to copy you, though. And I'm going to hire that guy that works for you. Yeah, come on. You're part of McGregor Productions. Somehow, He's smart. Somehow Mayweather managed to, like, not hire Don King. And, yeah. like, Don, I, he walked through a land mine, uh, land field. Land mine field. Minefield. Minefield. There we go. Thank you so much. He walked a through land a land field. <laughs> <laughs> he walked through kind of like a beachy area with things underground. And um, uh, he, man- he walked through a minefield and managed not to step on any mines. And, and there's tons of people in this world ready to steal from illiterate athletes. And, and somehow it didn't happen to him. So I, I, maybe he was smart enough to hire, like, like, all right, you're my accountant. And you're the accountant who watches my accountant, you yeah. know, and, and you set things up like that. I've often thought to myself, like, I want to be that guy. Like, that'd be a fun career for me. Like, hey, you know what, Tom Brady? Listen, like, I don't know who's managing your money or anything, but how about I be the guy that watches the people that manage your money? I'll be honest. You know, I'll let yeah. you know where stuff is going. And you, you give me a bonus if I ever come to you with something. Yeah, I get, I get 5% of whatever malfeasance I catch. That and w- then that's you work with the structure. people handling yeah. his money to pull off a huge amount of fraud. Then you report it as a double agent. <laughs> you get a lot of switcheroo. Uh, we're both switch- in league together the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But um, Kansas City Shuffle. To, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where these guys land too. Like like so, Dana White is convinced that Mayweather is going to be broke, 
And you'd think he can't be, but we all thought that about Tyson too. Somehow he managed to, you know, you get a divorce, you have a few tigers in a mansion, and you can spend out of your money. You can spend your money. It's hard to take a finance class if you can't if you can't read. That's a strong point. The, the tigers Mayweather, in the plane are actually expensive. Mayweather charters separate planes to carry all his luggage. Like when you do shit like that. You burn through cash. But he doesn't own That's the planes. That's a whole new level of stupid. No, it's not money. because he doesn't own those planes. Like Tyson, I think Tyson bought like some tens of million dollar like Learjets or some shit. Like like he's he's renting them, which is, you know, he's blowing like $100,000, you know, uh, uh, every couple months or something on, on some kind of trip like that. But he's not blowing eight million or something or you know the fuel costs alone get get up and then the maintenance and stuff like Tyson really got fucked. But you're right. Everybody, anybody can go broke. I just think he's got so goddamn much money. He's got three, four hundred million in the bank, and he's got like, I don't know. He could. It seems like he could go out anywhere and write a book or do a promotion or do an exhibition or something and make himself a couple million here or there. Like, it just seems like a made man. Yeah, it seems like but, it would be hard to go broke. Like you'd have to be like like intentionally irresponsible. It seems like it like you have like to intentionally is. make bad purchases and be like, hey, do we want to bring one jet? Well. You're only allowed two carry-ons on this one, <laughs> and you've got 600 bags. All right, just bring another jet. You don't want to just, like, buy a new coat in Atlanta when you arrive? No. Whole other plane. Bring it. <laughs> My God. Yeah. I, I. Who was the guy who got caught with weed on the plane? Was it Wesley Snipes? I'm mixing it up. I forget. SNL did this great thing. They're like, you are worth $19 million. When you're worth $19 million, buy weed when you get there. Don't bring it on the yeah. plane. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a sharp move right there. How much could this weed have been worth that it was worth putting on a plane? I, I now I can't, um, do you guys see, have any insight on this? Like, like, so if I needed to get a knife home, it wouldn't be so crazy to like just put it in your checked luggage in its home. Yeah. There's yeah. that. I've had a knife on. I don't know how many carry-ons in the teens, and yeah. twice I've got caught. Uh, usually because I don't plan it. Um, like I just have a knife in my backpack and I'm on the plane. I'm like, oh fuck, it's still here. Or, um, anyway, I could talk about knives, but, uh, I get through most of the time. If you have, do people bring weed like on planes? I remember, I rem- yeah, like they, do. I, because, they do. So the TSA doesn't look for it. They're not interested in it. Um, and I remember when we went to Seattle, PAX in uh, Seattle, a, uh, a YouTuber who, sh- who shall not be known just rolled a bunch of blunts up, stuck them in his front pocket, and walked on in there and flew across the country into another airport, walked out of the airport, went, got, took them out of his front pocket, and he was smoking them the whole trip. You'd see him smoking his blunts over there, and you could he would stink <laughs> up the whole outside. <laughs> yeah. I'll type to you who it was. It yeah, was, I'm uh, really curious. I have a I guess. Exactly I have two guesses, actually. It, that was my second guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. He was the man. He gave no fucks. You know, it, it, it was just like right there. He had a whole, they were grape. I think you could smell them. He had this great <laughs> whole pack of like Swisher uh, blunts. Like cigarellos. Yeah. And, and they were, you know, you, they were I, weed. I so have another story about him that I just love, but I feel like if I tell it, the yeah, people might put one and one together. So, yeah, so I, I yeah, he'd probably be proud of us. He'd probably be proud of the story, and it would be like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like I smuggled that shit it, right through. I don't care. It's his story to tell, though. I, yeah, of I, I course. Won't yeah, I would, yeah, I would tell his fucking story. So, uh, I, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm really excited for when that, like, 
Because I, I feel like weed's not going to continue to get legalized at the rate that we've seen it so far, where it's like, oh, a little smattering of a couple states here, mm-hmm. and then, oh, another one over here. Like, at some point, there's going to be a cascade, I feel like, where a, the remaining oh. however many states or a big group is going to be like, all right, we are just being stupid at this point because, uh, you know, Illinois got it legalized, and then Kentucky legalized it, and so all these Missourians are just driving out of state and spending their money somewhere else we got to make sure we're bringing people here it just seems so logical mm-hmm. that maine you... just legalized recreational marijuana maine. yeah yeah good for maine and, and then massachusetts uh has i think maine is either... a purple state i think you'd accurately describe them as purple i'm not sure though well trump took that one rep that was and from the, the others district, went blue and the others went blue that's so, kind of pur- sure, yeah. purple, purple to me um but but yeah they got um i think they got recreational there and i think in joe's state of massachusetts they've got it's either medical or uh, rec. I thought it was rec. Florida's getting medical. You know, that's that's the first southern state. Although, of course, it's Florida. It's not it's really not a southern. S- yeah. It's different. All right. Um, you know, but yeah. but it's right there in the you know attached to us. You know, it's going to bleed over into Georgia and Alabama. It will. If nothing else, then then it'll create the situation that Taylor just described, where people from Georgia or, or politicians from Georgia are like, you know, everyone's just driving thirty miles south. You know. We, like we should consider legalizing it. North Carolina, it hasn't even been on the radar. We're we're very Republican dominated, not in the voter base, but in the because of the gerrymandering and our politicians are like seventy percent. So uh, it's just not even on our radar. We're still trying to get people in the right bathrooms. Like we're way yeah, we're not figure it out. <laughs> That's so funny that they like they even made a big deal about that. Like. Like if we if we just had never addressed this issue and just kept leaving it to be the honor system of bathroom codes of hey if you have to take a shit go take a shit and <laughs> hopefully it's the right one like it would have been fine the but thing no it's is, like it, 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 so they call it the bathroom bill and I swear like like it's a bit of optics going on when they when they describe it as a bathroom problem because what they also did is they made it elite they made it legal to discriminate based on sexual orientation and, and sex life and things like that. Um, and that's really the bigger, no one talks about that. No one says, Oh, if you're gay, you can get fired for being gay now. Like that's not a thing that they just say, Oh, it's about bathroom usage. It's not, that's a tiny little thing that has all the optics. The real issue is in North Carolina. Now it's like, it hurts your career to be gay. And you know, that, that I think everyone agrees that's crazy and wrong, right? But how does, sure. it, how does it hurt? Oh, they you're allowed discri- to fire can, people. Like you can yeah, get fired for being gay. That's that's, no, that's ridiculous. In the bathroom bill, that's like actually the core thing of it. That that now sexual orientation and all that fun stuff, uh, you employers are allowed to discriminate based on it. That's the the core of that bill. They act like it's about bathroom selection. But that's optics, and they've done a great job with their optics. Like when they make like a bill that's just about censoring the internet or getting you to look at more ads, and they call it like the anti-child abuse and no more <laughs> poor not child porn bill. And yeah. it's like you wouldn't be against that, would you? <laughs> right. You monster. Uh-huh. It's like, well, really, you're seeking some sketchy stuff about our internet on here. That's the thing. Masquerading <laughs> it around as protecting children. The um. What's it called when everyone has the same internet speed? I'm losing the term for it. Uh, net neutrality, network neutrality. Um, that is expected to go away. Like the major network neutrality opponent, the person who said that internet companies should charge for different speeds, uh, he's now head of the FCC. So that that's 
one of the Trump things I really don't like. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we like the FCC thing very much. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see what decisions he makes when, when it's up to him. And it seems like he's reasonable, honestly. It, so far, it doesn't seem no surprises. I'm sorry to cut you off. Like like he hasn't done anything that. Like, so when W took office, right? One of the first things he did was he changed his mind about whether it was okay to have anthrax in the water. He says, you know what? A little anthrax, it's cool. And we're like, dude, this was like one of the things you ran on. Like, this is a thing that you repeated at all your campaign stops. Step one in your campaign was to back, or in your term was to backpack, backtrack on it. Trump, I, I don't accuse him of backtracking on anything. There's nothing. He hasn't locked Hillary up yet. Fair point. Okay, that, that actually I think is a fair example. You know, he he might be working on it though. I imagine him he like having say like, high level it. meetings mm-hmm. where he's like, "Are you sure we can't do it?" Because <laughs> I promised, I really want to lock her up. And you're like, "Sir, we'd have to, we'd have to really burn a lot of bridges to take <laughs> to take Mrs. Clinton alive." You know, <laughs> that's a good. That is okay. You got me on that one. He he said he would do it and he hasn't. But but by and large, I'm finding most of the things he's doing the Muslim ban. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm expecting him to put in a pro-life Supreme Court justice. Yep, um, oh, he announced it. Um, it uh, is it that um, Gorch guy? I'm bad with names. I, I don't know which one it is. You know, he had it narrowed down to two, and he literally had them both come to fucking Washington, yeah. D.C. It's, it's the apprentice show. version of choosing like, like, a Supreme fucking, Court judge. I, I think they're probably both like federal district court judges or something like that. Like, these aren't... I read, he's got them... I read about Neil Gorsuch, I, me and names, because uh, I just wanted to be educated, like even before tonight's show. Uh, he's, thought, he's conservative. He's mostly reasonable. He's never talked about um, being pro-life or pro-choice, which helps him get in. But there are a bunch of other things he talked about, and he really doesn't do separation of church and state. So... Um, that would imply to me like someone who's so pro-religion would probably be pro-life and uh and then trump promised he'd put a pro-life guy in there so that's yeah kind of a thing so uh yeah apparently this guy is predicted to to get right in and he'll be everything that trump said he was you know i don't know dude as a sometimes Americans forget how powerful the Supreme Court is, and I'm no different. I, I think of it as like, oh, they're the one who decides about abortion, right? That's the thing. That's like their job. It's nine-tenths of it, really. They just decide every day they meet, and they're like, legal or not? Ah, I'll vote yeah. it again. And, uh, you know, every time this is Supreme Court justice, that's like the question. Like, what's going to happen to this? I was going to call it a right. I don't know what to call it. But, you know, f- freedom, medical procedure, you know, pick, pick your yeah. Murder. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, pick your poison just like your abortionist. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so, it, but it won't change. It won't flip it. He needs another one because really he's replacing Scalia, who was already pro life. Yeah. Uh, he, he might get a couple more. Like, like you know, there, there's a there, Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg or whatever her fucking name is like a old. thousand years old. And then there's a second one who's also like 70s or 80s or some shit. Like, it's possible he gets three total, um, which would really reshape the court. Um, because, you know, right now he's replacing a, a conservative. Um, you know, that was the fear with Obama's appointment, even though Obama picked a guy who was kind of right up the middle and would have gotten bipartisan support. You know, that's got to be one of the biggest fucking gambles of all time that the, that the, that the Republicans made and not confirming Obama's pick with Trump coming down the barrel, if you think about it. Because 
Obama puts that guy uh, up for uh, consideration for the Supreme Court seat, and he's right down the middle. You know, he's someone that the GOP could get on board with. He's not ideal. He's not a conservative, but he's not a flaming liberal either. And they're like, nah, we're going to roll the dice. We're going to see if we can hit, like, triple sixes here and, and get... And and get our own appointment. Who's going to be yeah, a pro life guy? Yeah, yeah they're, they're going for Yahtzee. It makes me sad though. Like I don't like it. Obama was supposed to be able to like to say that he only had like whatever it was, two hundred and fifty days left, and therefore he shouldn't be able to appoint a justice. It's just wrong. Like it, it's it broke a record of delay going back to like the eighteen hundreds. Like it was really extreme. And then even that was a that. Some, special case. So I heard them saying that there was like a rule that that presidents not a not a real rule, but sort of a, an observed tradition, if you will, in in politics, that the president wouldn't select a Supreme Court justice in their last year or something like that. Uh, that and they they pointed and it went they pointed out Why the president. It went back to. I guess the the feeling is that he's making a hugely influence. He's really influencing the the entire national political uh, scene, and it's his last. Uh, you know, he's trailing off. He's about to leave office. So I, I don't feel like he should have that input. He, I don't feel like he like he so, he represents the feelings of the American people at, at that moment or uh, the most recent ones. Maybe you know, Obama was elected four years ago. Maybe I wonder. Uh, I mean, I, I I see the lot. I see how that makes sense, but I also. Well, this is what we have, you know, reg- regardless of any of that. that that's what I heard, I heard them saying. That, so you know, there, there's... I, I heard the opposite. I read it, and they went through all the things, and there was one other lengthy one, but they actually, it, like, it took a second or third justice to get passed, so it wasn't like they were denying hearing it. This was the longest ever that anyone just covered their ears and said, la, 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 going back to, like, the 1800s, and then, then there was some special call. Like, it, it was something new, and I don't agree that like the last year of your term. We're not talking about like after you got voted out because that's a special thing. Like if you've already like lost your reelection bid, the people have mm-hmm. spoken, then there might be some, um, you know, civility. Like, like, look, I got voted out. The people said their thing. I'm kind of not obeying my constituents by doing it after I lost. This was not the case. He had a year left on his, on his presidential term. He's still our president. And to be like, ah, you know what? You might lose the reelection. So are you no not even you might lose you're you're lame duck but your party might not win a year from now therefore you're done ruling like that's not how our system has ever worked or works we have a president and he gets to choose the justice and and I think all of us probably well with the gun thing we all agree it's just where we are I think we all want things to stay pro choice and we all want things to stay pro gun it seems like you can't have both yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I don't yeah. know about is is using federal taxpayer money for for the abortions. Um, you know, whenever I get an abortion, I, I pay for it right out of my pocket. Uh huh. Right? Sure, sure. And I expect the same like from everyone else. Adult, you oh, know? it's like my grocery. Yeah, you ever bill. had to come up every, with five hundred dollars every fucking you know, week? This... I do. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, like, getting a preemptive I, I at joke, this point. You know, Scott, <laughs> Scott, Scott, Scott said, you know, for for instead of condoms, he, he would use Plan B. And I was always like, well, sometimes there's always plan C, you know, that, that's there yeah. too. Don't forget. Dude, you know? sometimes we book appointments just to stay on the calendar. Cause you know, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to get into. It's board. easier like to dentist. cancel. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a long waiting line down there. It's a good place to pick up chicks. Right, right. Yeah. Oftentimes they're very vulnerable people. They're, mm-hmm. they're oftentimes coming right just Newly coming single. out of a rocky relationship. Yep, yeah. there you go. If you don't want anything long term, if you just want to be a rebound guy against with a girl who's proven to put out, abortion clinics is the place to yep. be. They just <laughs> they just came up with five hundred dollars in a pinch. So maybe they'd like a meal paid for at this mm-hmm. juncture. Right. Yeah, they were right? planning on and, that. And the most important thing to number one right here is they are pro-abortion, Garen fucking see it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. They they put out and they're pro-choice. It's a real there win. Go. It's a, I go to those abortion like uh, the uh, the uh, the rallies and I, I try to just slide on in there with those ladies and, and, mm. and make myself at home. You know, that's that's, that's a good place to mingle. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine a worse place. <laughs> <laughs> A more uncomfortable place. <laughs> hey there, ladies. Uh, it's funny how, like, we we pretty squarely disagree on the candidates, but we pretty squarely agree on most of the issues, too. I guess it's just a matter of prioritization. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's what Bill Burr yeah. says at the beginning of that special. He's, he's like, and I don't know if we mentioned that the special is recorded pre-election determination. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's like, oh, we have to choose between, um, you know, a, a dopey racist and the devil. <laughs> and I like that comparison because I, I, I guess that's kind of what we what we have. It, it's pretty it's pretty accurate. Um, I went to I, an, it, it's it. Hmm? I, 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 I thought there was a break. I, I went to this airport and the guy said that exactly. He was like, you know, Jesus isn't running this election. You know, can't vote for Jesus this time around. But the devil is. The devil's running. And uh, you know, it was. Like, I like Damn. that. That's a good one. Yeah. Trump should have used that. <laughs> that would have worked great on him. Like, Christ isn't here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. He's not in this race. But Satan is. But Satan is in this race, thing. and I feel him every time I'm on the stage with Hillary Clinton. I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> I can feel the presence of evil. How smell the brimstone on her breath. <laughs> Where the, they said that about closely, Obama. She has a, if you look closely, she has a forked tongue. <laughs> Obama like had the crowd rolling. Obama did a um, like like a legit, like he was helping campaign for Hillary, and he's like, you know, they say I'm the devil. They say I smell like sulfur. <sighs> I don't think so. <laughs> you know? Look, for I like Obama. I, I think even the people who don't like his term, who feel like he did nothing or the things he did were wrong, mostly feel like, yeah, but I wouldn't hate him at the barbecue. You know, he's not such a bad guy. Uh, those wings, uh, they're delicious. <laughs> I want to redistribute them uh, to my mouth. <laughs> redistribute them to my yeah. mouth. <laughs> Take them off. See, that's what, that's what Obama would be doing at his, his barbecue, is he would be worrying about how to divide up the one tray of wings when anyone else would just order more wings. Immediately at your barbecue, you'd be trying to get rid of that guy. He's like, he's like taking off your plate, putting them on some other fuckers. I, yeah. I have an issue with the way Trump's handling like next gen energy. I don't know why Republicans hate solar and wind so much. Like it, other countries are moving to it like a hundred percent. The efficiency is like skyrocketing. There's something like ninety eight percent better than they were ten years ago. Uh, like all these countries are doing it. It's working for them. It's endless supply. It's so wonderful. And and you know. Like it, I think it's more expensive and than that's, some that's of the other things. That's kind of romanticizing it a bit. I think like it's more it's expensive not... currently, but it like the trend is very clear. And and in my head, like this is the next computer. Like, like America won 
computers in like the 70s and 80s and we've been benefiting for the last 30, 40 years, right? It's been great. Someone's going to win energy and they're going to benefit from it for the next 40 years or so. And if with Trump as our president, I think there's a really good chance it's not us. Like China wins solar. They're going to be where all the solar cells come from. It's just going to be a known thing. And uh, I think that's unfortunate. Unless Elon Musk gets his ear and, we'll and explains, and uh, I hope you're right because because you would. I feel like Trump is open to reasonable information. Like like we saw that with the torture thing. Certainly, you know he's he's, he's like, look, I believe that if you drown somebody, they'll tell you what the fuck you want to know. I just believe it because if you drown me, I tell you all kinds of shit. I would, <laughs> I would, I just tell you, I tell you what I paid him, and then I didn't pay any taxes because it's true. You know, if you if you start drowning Trump, he he, he knows he'd give you some secrets. So he, he's like, look, I believe in it, but. This guy's a fucking general. That's what he does. He's tortured people before. And he tells me it doesn't work. So I'm going to lean on him for this. I, I mean, hope I'll, he does I'll, the same thing when Elon Musk says, sir, we're, you know, we're falling behind. The, chi- the, the, the chinks are catching up on us. Like he just throws, everybody's like, ooh, Elon, I can't believe you used that. He's like, trust me, I got him. He's like, he went, I got him. He <laughs> heard speak his language. His on, we're on the same page now. Just, just, just go with this. Why are you wearing that hood, Elon? Just, just, just go with it. I know my audience. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hope you're right. Elon Musk, I'm I'm really glad he's working for America. And uh, yeah. But anyway, so, but it does scare Uh, me a little bit. Did I lose you guys? I feel like I lost Kyle. No, Kyle broke up for a sec. Oh. Anyway, uh, it does worry me a little bit that, like, we get the Exxon guy to be Secretary of State. We get the guy with like, I don't want to exaggerate, but I thought he already had like 600 concurrent lawsuits with the EPA, running the EPA now. And uh, uh, there's another example too. I guess Rick Perry in charge of energy. And it's like, all right, uh, you know, I, I guess we're not doing the whole green thing anymore. But again, oh, talking he, about money. he never said he was the green guy. He said he was the coal guy. He was the money guy. He's gonna get make America first again, and, and and that's everybody likes hearing that. And the people who don't like it, I don't like those people. You know, anybody who's like, oh, America first, you say. Well, what about everyone else? This is Fuck a, them. This is, this is a planet we live on. It's like, all right, maybe in two hundred years in Star Trek times we can start thinking like like that. But right now, a lot of the rest of the planet is pretty fucking backward and evil. And, uh, and, and their version of how life works doesn't mesh with yeah, ours. Totally incompatible. And by the yeah. way, we have good Not trading partners who I'm happy to be friends. Like, I, I don't know if everyone's impacted the same way, but the whole UK, Great Britain people, when they were there for us in Iraq, when nobody else, well, everyone else was like, what the fuck? They didn't, they, they didn't do 9-11. They don't have weapons of mass destruction. Britain was like, ah, fuck it. I'm still in. Britain's on our team. Uh, Canada. Yeah. I feel like Canada's on our team, even though they weren't there. Uh, they were. In Iraq? Yeah. I kind of remember I them. I thought they were. I would need to check oh, then. Maybe I, I I'm thinking of Afghanistan. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. They were, def- they were definitely in one of them. But um, but I, I still think, you know, there's a couple, right? You know, UK, Canada, a few more uh, Europeans probably. I do remember that Same coalition team. was pretty pitiful. Like, like when he was like, we have a, we have a proud coalition. That we are proud to lead into the nation of Iraq to, to, to fight these evildoers and this axis of evil. And it was like, oh, really? Who do you have? And it was like, 
the Philippines. And it's like, <laughs> wait, what are they sending? What is the Philippines? And like some of those countries weren't even sending like manpower or material. They were like sending water. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember um, the U. Not the so the UK sent a good amount of people. They actually did real fighting. Yeah. Of course, America sent a lot of people. We did most of the fighting, and then Australia sent like a dozen people. Like we got boots on the ground. We're on your team. Thanks. Thanks. That's a case of boomerangs. Yeah. Like, now now we have like shit, special man. diets to deal with. You know, KBR handle it, and and that's that. I, I don't know. They they didn't they didn't do much. They weren't really there. Yeah, that was a pretty. That was. I remember thinking, oh man, this is a weak coalition. He couldn't beg, borrow, and steal like a France right. up well, out of wrong. somewhere. He couldn't get Belgium on board. <laughs> couldn't get Belgium. <laughs> Yeah, like like somebody like get the Netherlands in on this. Like like like, like let's get somebody we've heard of. You think before. he tried to like talk to Swaziland in Africa so that he could say it quickly and people be like, yeah. "Oh, Switzerland's on board. They never go there." <laughs> <laughs> Swaziland. <laughs> <laughs> they no, say it funny in Texas. <laughs> That's great. All right, we should probably call it a wrap. Yeah. Yep. All right, PKA uh PKN, I mean to say, episode 129. It was a good show. Yeah.